Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sistonica, the first sustainability recognition for vacation rental homes. What if vacation rental professionals could influence millions of travellers to make their own homes more sustainable? Show the world that you have taken steps to make your vacation rental consume less and get your badge on sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. I recently had Vanessa from Sustonica on the show explaining the badges that Sustonica offers, but there is another one for the vacation rental industry, one for a particular niche, that niche being luxury. And what does it take to get a badge for your luxury property? Well, today we'll find out. Today, my guest is Mark Rabai, who will explain to us all about Kalia. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hello. How are you, Deborah? Thank you <laughs> for having good. me. My pleasure. Thank you very much for coming along. Mark, I always like to start uh, my uh, interviews with where did you start on your green path journey? How long ago and how did you get started on your green path? It started in a previous life, actually, so to speak. Yeah. Um, for quite a few years, I was running what was at that time the largest um, management company in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not it's not a huge amount of properties. It's only seventy five, but they were all very high end um, mm-hmm. with staff. So it meant that we have a team of about three hundred people. Mm-hmm. So we were the largest employer on the island of Koh Samui. Yeah. So which meant that uh, beside a very strong CSR uh, program, we also uh, tried to implement uh, like bathroom amenities that were locally produced or in deals with uh, local farmers for the uh, for the food because each house had a chef of course okay one question and, um, though explain you have to yes. explain what is csr oh i have to explain okay now what does uh, it stand for corporate social responsibility right okay thank you you can continue so it meant that uh, we were providing uh, very good uh, salaries to our employees mm-hmm. they were very highly trained um, very professionals. Uh, we had uh, various uh, scheme of benefits, uh, including, well, in Thailand, you have what we call a service charge. So it's 10% on top of the rate. So that was distributed solely to the, to the, to the team. Uh, we were providing support to the communities as well, to the schools. Uh, we were uh, part of the code, which is basically uh, awareness, against uh, sexual trafficking of, of children, mm-hmm. uh, which was very strong in our, in our, in our company. So mm-hmm. we had it as part of our terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's, where, that's where I started. Right. But, th- but this is a long time ago, right? So did you have, did you yes. do all of this? <laughs> no, but did you do all of this in terms of sustainability or because it sat right with you? No, it sat right with us. It mm-hmm. sat right with the team. It's at right with uh, with the shareholders. Mm. Uh, you know, when you when you live and work in a foreign country mm. uh, outside of Europe, 
you you're very aware of the impact that you have on 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 the communities and and uh, I think it was important it was a way to to be to show gratefulness about you know having this opportunity to actually work in in Thailand <clears throat> and with amazing people and giving back to them and the families and and uh, the schools and and because most of them had children <laughs> so we were supporting the schools mm. or medical uh, schemes because it's very um the medical support, the medical coverage in, in Thailand is very, very small. Mm. Um, so yes, it was more like <clears throat> it was in tune with what we were, with yeah. what we wanted to, with the impact doing, we wanted to have. Yeah, doing the right thing. Great. And so then you have started Kalia. Can you explain to us what Kalia is and what it represents? Kalia is a uh, sustainable and ethical tourism standard for luxury vacation rentals. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> It's uh it's very much catered for the high end, uh, meaning standalone properties with a specific design feature, stunning locations, refined interiors, and excellent services. Uh, so exactly the type of properties that I was uh, I was running uh, in that previous in the previous life. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, we it came up as a um as a spark so to speak well, because between that moment when i was doing when i was managing the properties i had another part of my life where i was very much in the transactional aspect of of the vacation rental mm -hmm. no more in the experiential and um i think it came back to to last year when i thought you know it's, it would be nice to actually go back to the experiential because i was kind of missing it and um and then scratching our heads and and uh, and trying to see how we could uh, come up with some some ideas mm. um we stumbled across a few of the um sustainability articles for the luxury segment you know the big houses in in lifestyle in fashion cosmetics uh jewelry and everything mm. and uh in reality that <clears throat> unknown to many of, of or people, um, there's a very strong bonding between sustainability and some of these luxury houses. Mm -hmm. Necessarily, all, all of them, of course, but uh, a lot of them are actually very in, in in touch with this with the sustainability because, you know, luxury is based on know-how, innovation, uh, excellence, and traditions, and <clears throat> you can transpose that or transfer that through sustainability. You know. It's about innovating. It's about knowledge and doing things the right way. It's about being ex excellent with the uh, with the people of the planet and 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 other things. Mm. And uh, so, is it, there is similarities in this? And and there's a lot of companies that were doing this, that were having sustainability programs. But as you do in that in that niche market, you don't really talk about it. Mm. You know, it's very subtle. It's very discreet. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> so. Moving away from the 80s and 90s, where it was a lot more bling bling and, and flamboyant and ostentatious, um, there's been a, an increased awareness uh, from the luxury segment uh, to um, do something and maybe becoming a bit more vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this is why a lot of these companies have actually uh, implemented more visible CSRs and, and ESGs, ESGs for in, environmental. Uh, uh, guidance mm -hmm. and um 
and uh, so yeah so and we can see that this is transposing because the luxury market is doing this you can see that it is actually dripping down to the other to the medium scale and and to the lowest lowest scales yeah so again luxury is as at the forefront of of um of sustainability somehow not all of them agree mm. but uh quite a quite a few of these big houses so i thought Maybe there's something we can do with luxury villas. I know luxury villas quite well in terms mm -hmm. of management, operating, uh, marketing, the branding, and I thought that it would be it would be interesting to see what can be done with implementing sustainability practices within these properties, mm. because obviously being large, they have a, a fair impact on the environment and the community. Yes, so yes. This is how I came up. And then with a lot of research, with uh, some excellent advisors, uh, we we set up a, a framework which mm. has 80 criteria. Mm -mm. And the thing is that this framework, they're not actually badges, are they? What are the, the three levels and how would you describe <clears throat> them? So we thought we need to... Um, the, first off, I think we, we have the idea behind Kalia is to strive for the excellence. Okay, mm -hmm. it's not to tick a few boxes uh, because of the size of the properties, because the impact it has, because the audience we we are we are we are addressing ourselves, and because uh, we want to be very cautious that uh, those who are nobody in favor of luxury uh, would be we we thought it would be quick in labeling these properties as greenwashing. Mm. So that's why we, I said that we were thriving for excellence. Um, so we have three levels. Uh, first one is called essentials. That has 37 criteria. All of them are required to as, as passing score, so 100%. Mm -hmm. Second one is called pledge. It has uh, 35 criteria and it's 75% passing score. Mm -hmm. And the third one is excellence, um, which is 16 criteria and 75% passing score. Mm -hmm. So we had to bring, we had to develop a bridge for for the properties. So what we did is that we took the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals. We took the uh, framework from the GSTC, Global Sustainable Tourism Council, for the hotels, mm -hmm. which is about more or less 100 criteria. And then we took the whole thing and we adapted it to the specific to the specificities of luxury villas because obviously. When you run a five to eight or nine bedroom property, <clears throat> it's like a mini boutique hotel. So we thought that that was a good match using the the, the hotel framework. Yeah. But there are some specificities because you have less employees, you have you don't have the same regulations and and as the hotels when when hotel is built. Mm. So we had to adapt it and adjust it, mm. and we wanted to develop a bridge where properties we think okay how can we get into the the sustainability uh, uh, um, practices we first just to see and without having too much to invest okay because investment would mean solar panels or recycling water yeah. and, and things like that so the 37 criteria from the essentials are 100 percent operational mm -hmm. but 100 mm. percent uh there's zero next to zero capital investment you may have a digital welcome book you may have to change your your uh, your hosting for your website or you may use uh, a different uh, email software for your marketing campaigns for example mm. but there are these are very nominal and they're not the scale of the values of the of the rental rates <clears throat> and uh so they were based on 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 um, all of the criteria cover 
topics like um, energy, of course, waste and water management, uh, ecosystems, uh, being local suppliers, for example, mm. biodiversity, mm -hmm. uh, destination management, uh, promoting low carbon footprint activities, for example. Um, but you set you the bar very high. As well. Yeah, you set the bar very high that you have to get a hundred percent to start. Do you uh, you help the managers too? You offer a service where you actually hold them by the Correct. hand, to get them there, right? Correct. It's not. It's, we're not. The idea because of the relationship I've had with many owners of, of such properties, mm. and because of the way it works. So whether when we work with, so we've we've certified or we have, we've endorsed six properties so far four in thailand and, and two in france and it's quite interesting because in thailand we work with the owners and the villa manager mm -hmm. whereas in france we work with the owner and the concierge service so mm -hmm. because they all manage they don't really it's in france it's called concierge service though it's kind of management services mm -hmm. um and uh so the way it works is that we're not here is a framework come back in three months when you tick all the boxes on, on the contrary it's really a collaboration. We cooperate with the owners and or the managers. And, and we say, okay, where are you at? Uh, what, what is feasible in this destination? Because if it's not feasible in destination, for example, in Thailand, you can't get uh, green energy supply. That, does, that just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have to, then we remove that criteria because we can't penalize the property for not being able to match that criteria. Yeah. And then if they need some, because owners or managers may not have the, the time to actually collect information because it's all about time well. We have a team that, that collects information, that collects the information and then provides the details to the to the uh, to the to the owners and to the managers. Mm. We also uh we also because of my history in Thailand we could identify specific suppliers. We did the same in France, even though the two properties are in two very different destinations. Mm. So we thought, okay, we need to find a, a, a bathroom supplier or, or a green product, a clean, green cleaning products. So, and it's quite interesting because you were referring in your LinkedIn, one of your posts, like, can we make a list? The list is humongous, issues. There's a lot of suppliers, there's a lot more than we think. Mm. And you have the retail and you have the, 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 the B2B pro suppliers. Yeah. Yeah. So we provide all that support as much as we can, of course, mm. and as much the, the owner or the manager require mm. to actually take them and be like their accountability partner. Okay. And mm. we say you need three months or you need two months or you need six months, regardless. Our point is that once the owner has said, okay, let's do this, uh, they will be endorsed. Okay, it's just a matter of time. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of the guest that uh, are staying at these properties, do you think the guest is actually looking for an eco-friendly property at, at luxury level? Okay, I don't have statistics per se in, in the luxury segment. Yeah. But all the literature you read about, there's a lot of thinking, think tanks in, 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 the, in the luxury segment um and feedback from from uh, for example uh, we discussed already like during the uh, Cerity conference let's scale luxury mm -hmm. in barcelona um mm -hmm. it's clearly identified that the uh, the 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 millennials on the new kind of uh ultra high net worth yeah. and they're most a little bit more sensitive to um to sustainability and practices mm -hmm. they may already have in place they may already buy ethical clothing they have an electric vehicle 
or bio, uh, uh, eat organic and th and this like this, things mm. like this. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I would add another thing, which I mean, for me is a lot more important, um, is that there's a lot of the ultra high net worth that are already within the contribution circle. These are people who would tend to contribute to charities. Mm -hmm. Okay, and perfect example is I've got a lot of the villa owners I know in in Asia provide one week to the give like what Luxgive is doing so in a different way so they give away one week or five days or in the house to a charity or auction mm -hmm. okay and they cover all the costs during the guest day mm -hmm. okay so they're already in the, in that in that in that uh, mindset and the ultra high net worth uh, uh, travelers are fully aware that their money has power and they are increasingly understanding that that power can have a positive or negative impact. And whether they do it uh, because of their own conscious or because their children are saying, come on, dad, come on, mom. I mean, we can make a difference. Can we yeah. Something, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. uh, so they tend to make the better choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also um, led through we 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 run PR campaigns. So once once a property is endorsed by Kalia, mm. we have connections with luxury lifestyle and travel magazines mm -hmm. that have sustainability chapter in in their website, mm -hmm. and you will see their uh, clothing, cosmetic, hotels, but very few if any uh, uh, vacation rentals. Yeah. So we say we're putting the these magazines in touch with the owners or the managers. And say hey, what about featuring one another? You know, because there is there is a, a nice storytelling to create here. Mm. But we do otherwise we create another bridge <clears throat> with uh, luxury villa specialist agencies. I'm talking about uh, Oliver's Travels, Edge Retreats, Lacure Villas, mm -hmm. Booting Homes, Passepartout. Uh, uh, basically, have a sustainability section because either they think that this is a moving trend, and or <clears throat> Uh, they start to get requests, and when I, I've I've had a lot of interviews with with these agencies, and the interesting fact is that <clears throat> there's not a lot of properties at the high end that are that are with with the sustainable uh, uh, practices, but there's there's an increasing amount, and yeah. then so you have guests asking for okay, can you offer me some better options? I mean, like sustainable options, not mm. better, but sustainable mm. options. So all the agency says that they get an increasing amount of requests, but it's not yet the, the, the decision factor. It's not yet the trigger to actually say, okay, so you're giving me three, six sources, three are like standard and three are sustainable. So I'm mm -hmm. going to choose a sustainable one because a lot more maybe personal subjective uh, thinking about design, location, sure. if it's a big group your families and things like this. Yeah. But it will come to a point when when the inventory and is the same with uh, the other segment of the vacation rental, when the inventory is, is is substantial enough, then it will become the norm. Yes, yes. Okay, so... Um, yeah. Look, I keep talking about, you know, if you, you have to start working on it now because you're going to have the competitive edge. It will become the norm one day. And so you need to start getting on the bandwagon of, of um, making your property more environmentally friendly because there are people looking now and eventually it will be the main filter in on the OTA sites or, or what these guests are sure. looking for. And it was really interesting to hear about the millennials being the new high-end uh, spender, the, the high net worth. 
So the millennials, we hear that the millennials are the eco-travelers and then to hear that that is now applied over into the luxury market is like, okay, yes. Yeah. And, and you I, know, we, we uh, the way we, we position Kenya, because obviously we, we're dealing with luxury rentals, so we there's no way we can compromise with the guest experience. Yeah. So this is why I mentioned earlier. So I, I had an experiential life, a uh, professional life, then coming back into experiential and we're moving into transformative. And I'll give you one example. So you know the, the classic uh, towel reuse program that you have in hotels? Yeah. So essentially, so people participate, yes or no, it's, it's, it's up to their choice. But the reality is that you can put a value to the savings. So usually the savings are kept within the property. Yeah. So within the within Kalia, at, at the, in the pledge level, uh, we have two, two different tricks to this. The first one is that, so we we put the owner of the manager to identify what is the cost of saving, you know, of one tablet not being used. Say it's five dollars. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, if the guest, so it's a bit of logistics, of course, but it, yeah. it, it works fantastic. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, the guests have said seven towers, that's $35. So the property says, I'm gonna take that $35 and I'm gonna give it to a charity. Oh wow. Okay, and you have help contributing, and it's all you know. There's a there's an immense opportunity in storytelling and narrative here. Yeah. So and then you so that's the next step to this tower reduce program. The upper level is to say to the guest, "Well, we're giving this thirty five dollars. Would you like to match the?" Oh, oh yes. So all of a sudden, and then if you have depending on destinations, of course. But you may have different uh, uh, organizations that you, you can give to. It could be animal sanctuaries, <laughs> education, yeah. um, water syndication, it, uh, so many things, you know, yes. food food independency and everything. Yeah. So, and then you can give the choice to the guests to actually say, oh, actually, I would like to, if you're okay, to actually contribute to this organization. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. What, what does that mean is that... I think we 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 broached the, the topic already, but it, it's it's um there is a scientifically proven uh, neurological connection between generosity and happiness. Mm -hmm. In a sense that the more generous you are, the happier you are. Mm -hmm. So you you give the opportunity for the guests not only to make the better choice, but to also contribute, enhancing their level of happiness and experience, mm. and which becomes transformative. Mm. Which means that when they come back, when they come back home, they have dinner with friends, you know, and say, oh, what did you do last summer? And la, 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 all of these things. And then one of them says, yeah, I stayed in this house. Yeah, it was nice. You know, food was good and, you know, fantastic. And then the guests say, oh, my God, listen to this. <laughs> this is what we got to do. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you create a sense of belonging. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's but it has to, you need to have the early adopters. On, at every level, you need to have the early adopters at the property level, at the guest level, at the agency, at the PR. Yeah. But slowly but surely, you know that 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 curve here that and it will it will kick in definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it needs the environment around it. That's why we provide a lot of support yeah. in terms of storytelling, uh, content for the website, and everything to actually help and and build up campaigns. Yeah. And I, and, I think uh, that's amazing. Actually, incentivizing the sustainability. It's yeah. not like they're sacrificing anything. So they just, you know, hang the towel up as long as there's enough towel hooks and rails. But as long as they, you know, don't use another towel, 
it's an incentive. And, you know, those people that are generous will, you know, will appreciate what's going on. The other ones will, will you'll almost tip them over the line. It's like, oh yeah, wow, look what I did. You got a, you know, some money went to charity. Oh, good. And it'll yeah. grow from there. I think that's a lovely idea. And, yeah. and you know, you can do a lot of things, you know, with, uh, like for example, one of our clients in, in, in Thailand again, uh, <clears throat> Is supporting an elephant sanctuary uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the island of Koh Samui. And basically what he said is like, instead of giving 20% discount, uh, which is like manipulative marketing tactics, uh, I'm going to bring higher value to, to the guests. So for every single guest that says three or four nights, I'm going to bring the entire family, and I'm paying for it, to this elephant sanctuary and I'm have them to experience like it's a three, four hours uh, uh, uh experience where they, they get to learn about the elephants, their, their living habits, their, what they eat, and, and they get to feed the elephants. Mm. And this is a mind-blowing thing because like you, you would never think, okay, I'm going to go to the elephant century when I go on holiday. No, at all. And again, you're creating the storytelling. You say, okay, thank yeah. you for staying with us because with this, we can s- support this local uh, charitable organization. Yeah. You know, and the community because a lot of local people work there. So, it's, it's sort of a matter of digging a little bit and and then being alert and and then be a bit creative, but you can you can really have a genuine impact. And this is why the the, the framework is is quite demanding, so to speak. Yeah, it's very high level because we think that luxury properties can really show leadership, like the faster hotels have done. You know, you talk about six senses. Uh, uh, group. You talk about uh, the four seasons, even one and only all of this very large groups are doing some amazing things. Mm. They're not, they're having, they create their own framework uh, with maybe a three or four pillars uh, and uh, and then implement practices along that. But mm. they do amazing work, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is why now we, we also provide consultancy for larger management companies. Say if you have 40 or 50 properties, maybe a, uh, a framework is too restrictive, you know, it's too... It, it, it may not fit with the company vision or mission statement, right? Yeah, yeah. So we then we work with them and say, okay, what what are the specificities of the destination, your properties, uh, your type of guests, your audience, your team, uh, what are your ethos, your values, mm. uh, what are the element, what are the pillars you want to work with? You know, maybe it's, it's about education, maybe it's about uh, 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 wildlife conservation or something mm. like this. And then we had them set up a plan around this, mm-hmm. which can be over one year, two years, three years, you know, so they can actually, and then you can create a marketing plan around this as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not the, the, the endorsement, which which is more catered for individual properties, but for, for larger management companies, I say, okay, we want to do this. Yeah. We don't know where to start. But we want to go into the, this and this direction. Can yeah. help us, as we say, of course. Yeah. A bespoke service for a property management company. Yeah, totally. Fantastic. Yeah. So on your website, you've called it an ethical tourism label. And it sounds like that is what it is. Standard. Sorry. Um, How come, uh, why, what would stop this from trickling down besides luxury to other properties, other rentals? Nothing, you know, nothing at all. You know the framework is is open. It's public information, yeah. and 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 uh, you may have properties say, you know what, I don't want to. I want to do my own stuff, but I don't have the ideas. Mm. 
okay, it's because it requires a lot of research and everything. So they can they can take the elements from the uh, the information from the uh, from the framework and implement the elements at their own speed. Yeah. More than welcome on the yeah. contrary. Okay, and and this is a kind of the same as as uh, as our colleagues from environmental Bob and Nikki or or mm -hmm. Vanessa from Sustonica. Mm -hmm. Everything is is public because yeah. we are advocates to this. Yeah. The thing is that when when you when you join Kalia, then you get all the support and you get the PR and you get all, a, a different exposure. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we set up partnerships that the, the individual owners who just implement practices by themselves without being endorsed by Sustonica or or, or Kalia, mm. uh, they have a different. They don't have the same reach. So it's it's it's. Is or maybe they want to try for six months how it works. Yeah. And say, yeah. oh my god, this is quite good actually. We get a really nice feedback. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go. I want to do more, and yeah. I want to engage. I want to engage the company and the properties with um with the certification, whether either or. You know, is is yeah, fun. yeah. Look, I think the whole point is that people need to start on the journey. They need to start on the on on the on the green path, and whether it's looking at your checklist or Sostonica's checklist, at the end of the day, as long as they've started on the journey, it doesn't have to be necessarily the badge or the standard at the end. It's getting, it's starting the journey and starting the process. And I think this is where everyone, what everyone needs to do right now. And like you said, you know, it's all there. It's all online. It's all free. And um, yes, the information is all there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the um, if I may, if I may add. Yeah. The, you know, attending the conferences and having conversations with people. I think the word sustainability is scary. Yes. It's an ugly uh, word. Because people think that, Oh my God! I've got to be sustainable, which means that I've got to be net zero or carbon. You know, like yeah, carbon neutral. Actually, it's it's not. It's yeah. because when we look at these properties that are, you know, in especially in the segment, uh, with private swimming pools, uh, usually they can be quite large, five six bedroom with air conditions and really massive build size. Um, it, it would be very, very challenging unless you they are being conceived to be uh, 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 passive from from uh, at the beginning. Mm. It would be very difficult to make them 100% uh, sustainable. The idea is to become as sustainable as possible. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of the day, I also firmly believe that it's all about individual consciousness. If you're inclined to this, and I've, it really comes out from, from the conversation I've had with the owners uh, uh, when I approach the, 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 the principles of Kalia mm. and I've got someone who's like, you know what, it's not a priority. Yeah, whatever is okay. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and convince you. Mm. But when I have owners say yes, yeah, that resonates. Yes. Okay, how, how do we do this? Okay. What mm -hmm. does it take? How long does it take? And it's not we don't we, we don't actually talk about the, the what and the how, but we talk about the why. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. Simon so, Sinek, yeah. And, very important, you know, the why is actually, I want to do something because of my kids or because it's part of my, my values. And I want that to be, I already do it in my private life. I want to transfer it into my business. Mm. And this is why, you know, when, so you talk about this and we, 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 then we go on with the conversation when it starts to resonate with the, the triple bottom line conversation. Uh, uh, and I like to, uh, I've changed a little bit. <laughs> Not um, but uh, I've changed a little bit. Instead of using profit, I'm using prosperity mm -hmm. because it's a multi-level. It's very multi-level. It could be economical, it could be emotional, it could be spiritual as well. 
Yeah, lovely. <clears throat> so whereas profit is, is much more restricted to economical. Mm. And and um and I think so if you talk about planet, people and prosperity, it's it's a win win actually. And it's mm. really you're not you know the the uh, the economical success is a consequence of your behavior. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And and uh yeah. yeah. It it is a mindset, absolutely. And um yeah, we're getting there slowly, slowly. The more people yeah. I speak to, it seems that you know the word is getting out. But I, I do agree, sustainability is it uh, uh, for the average Joe. I think it turns them off too hard. You know, I don't know where to start, uh, and they feel yeah, the pressure of I've got to the, do something about it. So um, yeah, because there's so much pressure from the media and from the government. Yeah. You know, like it's very, it's very anxious. It's very yeah. uh, you know, it's it's about scarcity actually. When we live in a world of abundance, you know, there's enough food for the entire planet. Yeah. It's just a matter of choice. There's enough energy for the entire planet or water. It's a matter of choice. Mm -mm. So it's it's uh so but there's been too much pressure from that, and we need to move away from. So we're thinking about removing the word sustainability altogether, mm -hmm. and we've got a few ideas. So actually, uh, uh, um, and you know, when when you had that interview with um, with SLH, mm -hmm. uh, oh yes, with Chris, the the, yeah. the, uh, the word they use, considerate, which is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. When you touched on about the why, uh, I've had a few episodes when I ask how people's journey started and they did mention their children. What are they going to answer their mm. children when their kids grow up and say, why didn't you do something about it? You knew about it then. So mm. it is, it's the children, you know, mm. what are you going to leave behind? What are they, what world are they going to, uh, you know, uh, grow mm. old in? Oh. But um, anyway, um, we're going to start wrapping up. Is there anything else that we should know about Kalia? Besides that it starts with a Q and there's no U. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So people, a lot of people have asked me, what does it mean? It's like, um, Kalia is misspelled word for qualia with a U, Q-U-A-L-I-A, yeah. which means quality in Latin. Mm -hmm. Okay, very so nice. So we thought that uh, it, would, uh, it was a good match. Yeah. Lovely. Now, anyone in the world that has a luxury property can get in touch and start their Kalia journey, correct? Global. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Okay. We can have a first conversation. Uh, what what is where they are where they are at? They can we can go through the, the framework. They don't have to go through the the, the eighty criteria in, in one go. You know, start with essential after one year, see the feedback, see how it works. And then and then uh, and then go into pledge if they want to, and then if they really want to invest, yeah. or they've been built as passive, then we can uh, and we can go to the excellence. Actually, yeah. the the two properties in France have been because of the way they were built, they are on the pledge level, so they're meeting the essential and the pledge criteria. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were yeah. going to say because of the way they were built, there are things that they can't do. You know, with insulation. But the things they can't do because, for example, water recycling is not a very common thing. You know. Yeah. Using grey water for the garden is not really it's not really common. It's, the technology is there, yeah, but it's not something that uh, that uh, is coming into the the architects or the uh, the M and E kind of kind mm -hmm. of guy. But we are speaking to some developers in in Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, they are really at the design stage, and uh, uh, they're very interested because they say, okay, we can we can have a conversation with the M and E team. And incorporate, you know, water recycling mm. uh, and uh, solar panels and everything, because the cost of alternative energies have 
decreased so much compared to the fossil fuel has kind of stagnated, right? Mm -hmm. But the uh, so it's become a lot more affordable, and the return investment uh, has shrunk so much. So it is is worth considering. Mm. Very good. And on that positive note, I think we'll start to wrap up. If you have any questions for Mark or about Kalia, pop them in the comments below. I will put the links in the description below. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for telling us about. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. <laughs> it's Keep been going. It's fantastic what you do. Thank you very oh, much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.